Thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. It's a blessing to follow Jesus with you. And we appreciate you sharing this podcast with others. All it takes is using the share button on your app or sending an email with a link. Another way to spread the word is to find Soul Talks on iTunes and give a rating and a comment. Today, we're continuing the series on our Soul Shepherding booklet called Unforsaken. Twice in the New Testament, we read, If we die with Christ, we will also live with Him. Praise God! Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is our source of eternal living. That means with Jesus at His cross, you are unforsaken. Well, exciting to be engaging with our listeners on Soul Talks. I just got to talk with a a pastor and who has been following us along and and forsaken and articulated really well, I think, something I've really appreciated doing this, this Lent, and that's that as we've been reading the Unforsaken devotionals each week, it's short enough that I can re-engage with it several times during the week. I can pick it back up and I can read the scripture again and I can reflect and I can interact and I can pray and I can remind myself of the invitation you know, that's at hand for me right now to follow Jesus. And so I've really appreciated that. And I know others have too. And so I'm I'm thankful for that articulation and for those of you that have been participating with us. Thank you. That's a real theme for us in Soul Talks, that less is more. Yeah. And that's a growing edge for me to, well, to keep it short and sweet and engage the heart and, and stay there. Yeah, for all of us. So thank you for working on that. I've appreciated the fruit of that, Bill. And So Jesus, we thank you that by your cross, you gave us your life and showed us how to live with your resurrection power. Yes, that's the opening prayer to this station 15 in the Unforsaken Journey, and it's the Easter time. It is. Resurrection. Celebration. You made it. Yes. (laughs) When we started, I don't think you thought you were going to. Really? (laughs) Well, maybe I uh, I needed to take courage and trust the Lord to journey with me, but that's true every day for me, (laughs) and the Lord is faithful. There's some challenges in Lent, some painful and dark themes here that we're dealing with, and Mm -hmm. self-denial and so forth. Yeah, but God's grace, again, it's been enough. And it makes the Easter celebration of the resurrection of Christ all the more sweet. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's always been true. The contrast of Easter, you know, with Lent does make it more easy to celebrate. And I think that's true in all of our rhythms of life that God gives us. This is like the rhythm of life, right? The, the cross and the resurrection, the death of Christ for our sins and his life and our participation in that, our denying of, our, of ourselves and our putting on the love and grace of God as our clothing and filling our hearts and our lives. It's uh, letting go and, and renouncing of sin and taking hold of Christ. I, I have pictured right here on my desk the, the two great pictures of my life. The tomb. Well, on the left side, the cross of Christ with dark clouds and just that he died for me. And this is the, the story of my life, that he died for my sins to forgive me, reconcile me to God. And then he proved that and in a, in a, uh, fulfilled that a, a accomplishment through the resurrection. There's the empty tomb. 
and the women are at the empty tomb, and the light is streaming out. And so I want to, if I could, just live with those two pictures and in my field of vision, the cross and the empty tomb. That's great. Yeah, it's funny. I see those pictures differently. I've looked at the tomb as being the death, and I've looked at the cross as being empty in the resurrection. And so it's so It's a little picture, and so my eyes haven't been able to see the details like you. I think that's your dyslexia. That could be. I do have dyslexia. I do reverse things. But I don't reverse what you're talking about, that life comes out of death. I mean, even Easter here, it's so obvious to us in the spring and maybe um, very obvious here in Southern California. Everything is alive and in bloom with beauty after the dead of fall and winter seems so dead. And that's one of the things that you know, God reveals even in nature his truth, his reality, his actions over and over to remind us of these seasons. And you know, I think as we read this scripture here in Mark 16, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary mother of James and Salome brought spices so they might go and anoint Jesus' body. They saw that the stone, which was very large, and I just want to stop there a minute because I'm thinking when the Sabbath was over— They knew the Sabbath was over, but they didn't know that Jesus' death was over Hmm. when they went. In fact, they were going, thinking, expecting to bring spices to his dead body. Mm -hmm. They were expecting to be going to a tomb. And here, I love that when the Sabbath was over, because it reminds me that even when things are at rest or look dead, it's not as they seem in the kingdom of God, because God is at work. And like the, the parable about the farmer and the seed and how, you know, even when the seed's in the ground at rest and you don't see any sign of the life, God's at work. The seed's still growing. There's something happening there. Oh, and for eyes to see the unseen reality. Spiritual reality. Yeah. The, the God's constantly giving us glimpses into and waking us up to and showing us to take heart, to have faith, to trust in his spiritual reality, the reality of his presence, his power with us. Now, so here's the, the greatest glimpse in all of history that you're reading to us about here. Yeah, it is. And so here they're going thinking that, you know, and I love that when the Sabbath was over, I'm thinking that's true too. Here, there's something, Sabbath is a time of rest and waiting. And so I liked that I'm usually anxious for God to show me the life and I, and I miss on the rest that comes with the waiting. Mm-hmm. So when Sabbath was over, I'm thinking, oh, did I rest in the Sabbath waiting time? Or was I just too anxious about feeling like everything was dead and nothing was happening? Oh, that's, that's helpful. So and then it says, as they entered the tomb, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed, as everybody is who sees an angel. Mm-hmm. And in... God's goodness, he says, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. And then he gives them something to do after the rest and the waiting. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Praise the Lord. Yes. And so here in Mark 16, this is the original ending of Mark 16. There's actually another verse there that says the women were trembling and bewildered and they went on their way. It, it kind of leaves you hanging like, oh, that couldn't be the ending. And so some people came along later, 
probably wasn't Mark, and, and gave a, a fuller ending of, of what happened next. But it seems that the original ending has a purpose, I think. Some people might think, oh, maybe we lost a page here or something. <laughs> well, we can forget that you know Mark is probably Peter's gospel, and Peter's a preacher. Mm. And he, he's leaving us in suspense. Like the question is, how will you respond to the, the news that Christ is risen from the dead? Yeah, well, I'm, I love that, Bill. I'm so grateful that Mark wrote down Peter's sermons like he did. And we have this in the Gospel of Mark. But I'm also, I love that impact. That's a good insight to think of. But I'm also glad for those who came back and filled in, the, you know, more details here. Because the impact of that, Christ is risen, is so powerful and important. But I also love this fact of, but there's more to the story. The story continues. God's still at work. Glory and celebrate his risenness. But also, there's something for you to do. He's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are you relating to that this week? Well, there's, you know, there's hope in that, that God has, still has me on my way. I'm not just passively now living in what God did. That's important, but there's something for me to do to participate with his life and his power now. And in my going along the way to anticipate that and be aware of that, that I will continue to see his resurrection power at work. Uh, Yeah, this is so important. It's such a great temptation, I think, because the historical reality of Christ's resurrection from the dead is so huge. Mm Mm-hmm. And the scope of history and the lives of people, I mean, it just dominates everything, mm-hmm. and, and it should. But if we're not careful, we neglect to like respond to it and see that, well, Christ is alive today. Mm-hmm. The risen Christ is at work all around my body. Yes. And within my, my person, mm-hmm. am I tying into that? Am I relating to him? Am I drawing on his presence and his power? Where is the resurrection of Christ activated in my life today? Right. This is a great opportunity and a great adventure. Well, and it encourages us to take faith, you know, in the areas of our life that he's calling us into and into our circumstances. You know, Bill, this weekend we were, we walked the labyrinth together because we were doing a prayer walk, yeah. praying in anticipation of a, a, a big meeting for soul shepherding that we were having. And, you know, going into that meeting was a temptation for us to feel inadequate or to feel a little bit fearful of, you know, what we were submitting ourselves to a group of people that have experience and knowledge and, you know, in different areas than us to learn from them. Right. We're sitting in a room full of 12 business leaders who are really expert at strategic thinking and have been very successful with large corporations, some of it's sold companies, some of them are multi-millionaires, um, you know, Christian men and women, a great gift to be with them and for them to give us their thinking. But yeah, we, we, we come into this meeting seeking feedback and it's somewhat daunting. Yeah, and- we haven't met them and they don't really know much about our ministry. We've given them a little report and we're going in to talk about our, our weaknesses and our threats as well as the strengths and opportunities. But you know, there was something in that that we really wanted to be praying into. And so as we walked the labyrinth and, and prayed as we were walking the labyrinth, I always appreciate, you know, when I walk a labyrinth, the center of the labyrinth, I, I think of as being in really in full communion with Father, Son, Holy Spirit there, that circle in the middle, mm-hmm. in, the, in full fellowship. And 
um, awareness of the spirituality of that, of, of their love, of their presence, their power, you know, with me and the privilege of being invited in to the community of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so as I'm walking the labyrinth, I'm finding myself, I want to get there. And as I walk, I think, oh, you know, I'm making progress, but it's a maze. And you feel like you're getting close to the center and you're going towards it. And all of a sudden the path turns and you're walking away. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to walk away. I want to get there. Yeah. And and then we're walking along and I think, oh, I'm getting close. I'm almost there. And there's no really way to keep track. It's There's too many turns. There's too many twists. There's too many things to be able to track where you've been and where you're going and where you have yet to go. And so it focuses me on staying present to God and the next step he's leading us in mm-hmm. and trusting that that next step, he's guiding us down the path of righteousness. He's guiding us to the center of his will, like I'm walking the labyrinth to get to, and but that I'm in it even in the path yeah. with his presence. And so sometimes I, I get discouraged and I think, oh, man, I'm way out here on the outside. I was so close. I was just on the inside. And I can start to get discouraged, but it's a picture of the spiritual reality that even I can't trust what I feel or what circumstances positionally are in my life where it feels like, well, this feels like I'm turning away. But no, I'm following God in this. I'm not turning away. The path is leading this direction. So it's helping you to appreciate that God is with you, whether you're obviously moving towards him Mm -hmm. or maybe not. Maybe you can't see him or don't feel his presence or going through a, a desolation or a stress. Yeah, or even I had a new experience this time walking it with you, and there was at one point where we were in different quadrants, just because we started a little bit one before another, and we were walking right towards each other, and we exactly turned right at the same spot and did a U-turn and walked away from each other. Yeah, I remember. I I remember feeling an emotional impact on me because it's like, no, I want to be walking towards you, united with you and Father, Son, Holy Spirit in His will with soul shepherding. It was like when we did that U-turn and we turned away, it was kind of like I wanted to scream, no, 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 I want us to be on the same path. We were on the same path. We were in the same path of the labyrinth. But it was just at that moment, it looked like we were moving away from each other. But really, we were still in unison. Isn't isn't life like that? Yeah. And we have certainly felt that in our soul shepherding journey Mm -hmm. as we're leading our ministry and organization Mm -hmm. and growth and going forward. There have been times where we haven't had the same feeling about things and and weren't sure about going right or left. Yeah, that's right. Or I wanted to go one way, you wanted to go the other, or I wanted to move forward and you wanted to put the brakes on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's an emotional journey. It is. And so this opportunity to trust the risen Christ with us, he's gone ahead and made this path and we're following him. We're with him, but we're following him. He's with us. And so I love that. And then also with this passage, you know, he goes ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is one of our favorite scriptures. You've put together Alexio Divina Guide on our website on this passage. It's one of 50 um, or over 50 Alexio Divina Guides on our website, Soul Shepherding. And so my sister, who's one of our great partners, she's been through our TLC, Spiritual Formation and Soul Care Retreat training and earned a certificate in that. And she has been journeying with us. She's a she, ministers to a congregation of women through CBS, Community Bible Study. And so just on her own this year, she felt led to pick one of those Lexio sheets and print it from our website to do as a meditation on New Year's Day this year. And this is the passage she picked. Mm, And she has had a year of twists and turns and tangles and Mm. really a lot of pain, a lot of unknown, a lot of suffering, a lot of grief. 
And she keeps saying to me, I'm so thankful God gave me this passage to remember he's gone ahead of me into this year, you know, this year that's been so hard. He's with me. He's gone ahead of me. And she says, it's helped me to trust him and to take faith. The risen Christ goes before you. That's the great opportunity in any situation. Uh, just today I was talking with a, a pastor who's leading uh, an easy yoke group in his church, a small group uh, for uh, training and apprenticeship to Jesus. He's using our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. And I just love that. And just give a shout out to Matt Hammett, the lead pastor of Flood Church in Hi, San, Dia- San Diego. <laughs> and uh, uh, thankful to have you listening to us yeah. and thankful to have a pastor who, a pastor couple who take time to really go deep with their people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, our Sunday leading and services are so important, of course, but to get into a small group and, you know, do life on life with people. So he's using Easy Yoke for that. And we had some conversation today about the challenging chapter dealing with our image of God and some of the painful things that we experience in life that make it difficult maybe to really trust that God is loving and so forth. And so we were going back and forth in some conversation about that. And, you know, it's really what we're talking about here is that his opportunity and Roxanne with him is to lead their group as assistants to the risen Christ, mm-hmm. who that's is right. the small group leader. Yeah, that's great. It makes all the difference. Makes yeah. all the difference. So there's a conversation that we might shy away from because it's kind of, you know, difficult. There's a story of Jessica who's been abused and, you know, we don't really want to think about that and the pain in her life. And, uh, but yet there's probably somebody in the group that's been abused mm-hmm. and maybe in certain ways we, we all have experienced hurt or mm-hmm. criticism or, or a type of abuse even. And so to help the group be a safe place for people to, to share about that if they want and to receive prayer and to see, well, okay, how does this fit into our apprenticeship with Jesus? Where, where's the kingdom of God here? Where's the risen Christ here? We can so easily get lost in the, the visible circumstances, especially mm-hmm. in, in situations of, of great pain and evil, mm-hmm. that we, we lose touch with the presence yeah. of Christ. That's right. Yeah. So I'm grateful that you pressed in and took courage and shared that story in the Easy Oak book. Yeah, well, you know, we spend a lot of time with people like that, and it just illustrates this issue that our life, for all of us, our life is a school of discipleship. Mm-hmm. The school of discipleship is not so much the church or our small group even. The, I mean, those are places of mm-hmm. learning, of course, yeah. but the school is my life, right? my daily life, the, yeah. the opportunities and challenges, the joys and the sorrows, the people I talk with, the mundane things. And the great opportunity is learning to do all of it following the spirit of the risen Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking hold of his hand. And that's our opportunity because Easter isn't just about one day, one day of celebration. And then we go back to life as normal. Yeah. So in this week's uh, Soul Shepherding devotional email, I hope all of our listeners get that. It comes out on Tuesday mornings, easy to sign up for on our website. And it's on non judgmental love wins the day. Mm. And uh, sometimes I write these devotionals for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) As well as for our readers. And this one is all about the grace of the Lord, especially through the resurrection of Christ, overcoming our tendency to to judge others and judge ourselves. And as I've shared on these soul talks and in recent devotionals, that's been my focus in Lent is 
uh, asking God to help me not judge. Well, it's, you know, it's a work in progress. That's not something you can just decide never to do again right. and be free of. It's uh, a process of stripping back the layers and getting to the core and getting free of resentment and anger and perfectionism and criticism and just learning to relax in the, the peace and joy and grace of the Lord. So I celebrate that with this Easter resurrection of Christ, that his non-judgmental love overcomes anger and hurt and depression and resentment and conflict in relationship as we trust in him. Yay, that's worth celebrating. Yippee! <laughs> Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. And to you, our friends, we pray that you will know that in whatever situation you're facing, the Spirit of Christ goes ahead of you. Amen. Amen. We're celebrating the grace rhythms of Good Friday and Easter. These aren't just for Holy Week. They're for every day. Jesus is helping us to experience God's love. You and your friends would be blessed to set aside an hour or even a half-day retreat to pray through the Bible meditations, pictures, and prayers that make up the Unforsaken journey. You can order Unforsaken on soulshepherding.org or Amazon for as little as $5. If you want a discount for a bulk order, just email us. Till next time, let's continue our conversations in Christ.